Evolve into Power is a podcast on a mission to highlight Central Florida's community and business leaders in the hopes of sharing the lessons they've learned with you all to help you evolve into power. In today's episode, Max and Dr. Alicia Clarcius were joined with Brian Buckley, the Vice President for the Lakeland Magic of the NBA's G League. Following his graduation from Florida Southern College in the spring of 2015 with a bachelor's degree in sports communications and marketing, Ryan went on to get his MBA and immediately jumped into a role with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he quickly worked his way up to his current role. Here's his story. We hope you enjoy. Today is a very, very special uh, episode. Uh, It's an episode that's actually close to my heart because we have our very own VP of the Lakeland Magics. Ryan Buckley, welcome to the show today. Yeah, thank you both so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to talk with you guys. Absolutely. And, and we've had all kind of CEOs uh, on our show uh, from all different walks of life. But like I said, this one is dear to me because I, I'm here in Lakeland. I love to see what some of the magics are doing and to have you on here is a treat. And I think it's going to be a treat for the listeners as well. Uh, Ryan, why don't you just dive right in? Tell us a little bit about your background, where you you went to college, and uh, uh, ultimately how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I I originally am from Long Island, New York. So I I grew up. All right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) North, uh, still got the 631 area code on that. Some of my best friends are from Farmingdale and Amityville. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I have family in West Islip, New York on the South shore. And then, uh, I lived on in shore and wading river on the North shore. Okay. So kind, of, kind of all over the place. Um, my dad did a lot of travel for work. So I was actually born in New Jersey and then moved to Maryland and then moved to New York, lived in two spots in New York and then went to Florida Southern college. So I was fortunate enough to kind of come down to Lakeland, um, get the best of both worlds. I, I toured UCF and university of Tampa and just stopped in Lakeland. And then my dad was like, well, we're here. You want to just tour this campus. So it's funny how that worked out. Absolutely. Uh, Went back. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say you got your MBA. I know from the. Yep. Yep. And then just kind of went after my undergrad, I just did an extra year and a half uh, to do the MBA at Florida Southern. I actually teach there now. So I'm an adjunct professor over in the sport management department which is a lot of fun. I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy that quick being on the opposite end, right? Like going from student to teacher. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's quite, I, a lot more respect for what they, they had to deal with in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you, don't, uh, rewarding. you don't have to deal with all the knuckleheads. <laughs> oh, no. And I, I'm very fortunate. The students in my class, are, they've always been great, very respectful. So it's been good. But, you know, it's just, yeah, it's quite a dynamic shift to go from student to teacher so quick. Um, once I finished with my MBA, I started at Polk County Tourism and Sports Marketing as my first full-time job, which basically is just recruiting sporting events from outside the county to inside the county. So think like youth football, youth basketball. Um, While I was teaching at Florida Southern, I had a guest speaker that was with the Orlando Magic, who was talking about the new G League team that was coming into Lakeland. And that was back in January, 2017. And so I just wound up having lunch with him. His name is Mike Rodriguez. He's over at Disney now. I wound up having lunch with him and just one thing led to another and interviewed for an open position and started with the magic four months later and then just haven't left since. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, the magic is a favorite here in Lakeland. Tell us a little bit about what did you want to be when you were seven? 
that's a great question. I, I love sports. So for me, like sports was everything growing up, like watching any sport, um, hockey, football, basketball. I'd wake up early on Saturday to watch, you know, Premier League soccer in England. So I was like the sport knucklehead. Uh, and I always enjoyed commentating during the game. So like I would watch a game and just be like, you know, just commentate play by play. So there was always a sports broadcaster kind of desire that I thought would be cool. And just the allure of going to all these different cities and traveling and getting to just literally call a game seemed like such an exciting prospect at a young age. So I would say that was probably one of the first things that I really wanted to do. What advice would you give someone that wanted to pursue a career similar to yours? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. I think there's a lot. Um, so I guess my top three would be, you know, number one, I think so often people don't ask for help. And I think a lot of getting into a particular field, whether it's sports or not, is you just have to ask for help. And it could be like a referral, like, Hey, do you know someone that works over here? Um, do you know, uh, any volunteer opportunities with its organization? I think a lot of people try to take the load on themselves versus going to other people who are readily accessible. I think the second thing uh, is don't be afraid to make mistakes because everything is kind of a learning opportunity. So one of my first internships was with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it was uh, in 2015 when they went on their Stanley Cup run. And just being there as an intern in like my first real kind of role and capacity, I made a lot of mistakes, uh, but I was never, you know, it was good. It was learning mistakes, right? I wasn't right. on a money for the organization. Thankfully, it was just kind of like these minor mistakes, but you have to put yourself out there to be able to make those learning mistakes and go from there. Exactly. And then I think the third one is network. I mean, any way that you can get out there and meet people and introduce yourself. And it's funny because I'm in a rotary club. And I think the one thing that rotary has taught me is the power of like volunteering and helping out and meeting people. And I think sometimes at a younger age coming out of college, there are a lot of like balances that you have to make. Like, do I want to go hang out with my friends? Do I want to go to this party? Do I want to go do this? Or do I want to go volunteer to cross country meet in the morning? Like right. it's pretty, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> right. And you know, those are tough decisions. I mean, when I was a senior at Florida Southern in the fall, I had, I was in a fraternity. I had a girlfriend. And I worked in Tampa at an unpaid internship. So to go back and forth to Tampa and to give you an idea, yes, there was a game. I left at like 11 a.m. or noon and I didn't get back to the house by midnight. Wow. So, I mean, my day was done. Wow. Um, and, you know, hockey, a lot of those games are Saturday, yeah. <laughs> you know, Thursday yeah. night, Friday night, Saturday night. So the popular times to kind of hang out with people and do stuff. So you know, but I had a choice to make, like, this is going to look better. I'm going to be able to network and meet people. And it's going to set me up for long-term success. So, and it was kind of all over the place, but those would be the big talking points. Let me ask okay. you this, so, every CEO we've had on the show, there seems to be a different where they love what they do. How does it feel to actually be working in your first love? You said since you were seven, you wanted to be around sports. Today you are around sports. How does it feel? Does it feel like you're working every day? It truthfully does not. Um, I, I've kind of, I, I've decided that I think really my, the, the thing that I love about my job the most is kind of building relationships with people and being able to come up with some really cool concepts. So just to give you an example, when I worked with um, the Lightning at my internship, I'm a big, huge hockey fan. I mean, I could watch hockey all day. 
I never, when I worked there, really got to watch a game, right? Because I was working. So it was kind of an interesting, like, <laughs> it was an interesting viewpoint that I, I didn't really have at the time. But when you think about it, like, there's always someone at the box office. I happen to be at the premium service lounge. So if someone had an issue with tickets, someone arrived late, whatever it may be, that's where they went. You couldn't see the game from there. Like right. you're about to- um, so it was like, you know, I'm excited. I'm working for the Lightning. I'm going to do this. And I didn't get to watch a game, right? And <laughs> they're on a Stanley Cup run. So now they're playoff games with all this fun stuff happening. And I'm just sitting in the, the lounge. But the service and what I did, I loved. I, I mean, it was great. And so I think slowly I started realizing, like, you know, I think sport was the conduit to my passion. And I really think the passion is, what can we come up with? What can we do together? We do this really cool concept um, with talk of the town restaurant groups. And we've done it for the past three years. And this is, we didn't come up with this. This is all their concept, but they do what's called a roundup for charity. So in Lakeland, we got Texas Cattle Company is, is the spot that they have ownership of. And they have a couple other restaurants. They pick a month. And anytime your bill is like, you know, maybe has 26 cents left over on it, you can round up the remaining 74 and it goes directly to a charity. We've done that in a row with Habitat and I kind of spearheaded bringing that to our organization in Lakeland. They do that already in Orlando and we raise like $10,000 a year just through that campaign with Habitat. To do something like that, that tangible, that's really what I'm passionate about. Like what are stuff we can come up with that impacts, you know, and that's that's terrific. And I can see the passion emanating from you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great when they can go, like we always say, like, try to make it beyond the court, right? Like what's our impacts, you know, your chances are your last sporting event you went to, which unfortunately is probably a while. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's probably tough to remember what the final score was. Like you may remember who won or lost, but, you can't tell me the final score. And it's just an interesting thought, right? Like I'm more likely to remember so-and-so doing something at the game or having this moment than I am the actual game. So that's that's kind of the philosophy that we try to carry with us. So talk to our listeners too, for the entrepreneur that's, you know, trying to raise up. We know that you started out in ticket sales and you're the manager of that. And then you quickly advanced your way up to um, being the vice president. So I'll talk to our listeners how they too can advance or what um, path should they take to, you know, kind of work their way up the chain, you can and say. Also with that, how they shouldn't despise humble beginnings. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think sports in particular um, is a very ever moving industry in terms of there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, what am I trying to say here? There's a lot of demand and there's a very low supply. So the Tampa Bay Lightning internship, it was, you know, it was unpaid. It was long hours, but it was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. The amount of people that wanted those variety of internships is very high. It's the same with the Orlando Magic, the same with other, you know, big clubs. So it kind of goes back to like, you have to make a decision, right? Like, am I going to sacrifice maybe some short-term struggles for long-term success, which is ultimately what it boils down to. So, I mean, the job that I started with in Lakeland uh, was corporate partnership account executive. And I've never done sales before. So for me, that was kind of like a new territory and trying to figure it out, let alone selling a product that didn't exist. You know, so <laughs> really take a step back when we, we have our offices now at the RP funding center and we have our headquarters, obviously we're, we're still working remote, but back in April, 2017, when it was my first day, we had like a side meeting room area. <laughs> center. 
that was like, you know, starting out of your garage, right? Like you have right. tables and, and that's where we all were. Um, the court wasn't down. So we would tour people through the building and be like, there's going to be LEDs here. Mm-hmm. here. <laughs> like you have to close your eyes and map it. Yeah. So it's, I can truly appreciate like the humble beginning side because right. coming from that environment is extremely difficult to sell people on imagination. Right. Um, I think my advice going back to your original question would be really, really twofold. I think one, Lakeland in particular and, and Polk County is very much a handshake market. I know the terminology might not be right based on the pandemic, but it's it's definitely a market where you have to get out and, and be involved in the community. Right. And, and also to caveat that, it has to be intentional, right? Like we intentionally want to do something that's going to be a positive impact. So we host the school days game. The school days game is a reduced ticket price for schools to be involved and to come watch the game and the games at 11 a.m. Like that's an intentional effort to try to work with the schools. But to further that, we've developed a reading program, a math program that's year long. So like intent is to help the school system. So I think from an entrepreneurial side, if you can identify what your intent is, like my intent is to do this, people start championing that idea you start being able to grow not only your individual brand, but your ability to grow within your company or to just grow your brand intentionally throughout the community. Well, so, well, yeah. that, that to me has been the biggest revelation or eye opener. And it's fine. Just one last thing on that. It's funny because coming down when my family comes in from Long Island, Publix is like a foreign concept, right? Like yeah. you, you and I, from Long Island, we used to go to King Collin or Stop and Shop. Where <laughs> yeah. So, and going in there, like you don't have um, everyone that's there being like, "Hey, is like, is your shopping experience okay? Is everything going great? Let's talk at checkout about like how your family is." Like when they come down here and we go, they are like, "What is going on here? Like, I do you know all these people? You know, and it's just it's a, yeah, like this is a totally different market. And that's that's how the market is. The market is like, we want to get to know you. We want to develop the community. We want to give back. And you take some of those tenants and you apply it. And I think it's going to help the longevity in the long term. Yeah. We saw that you were actually one of the partners. Publix was one of the partners of you guys as well. Yeah, they're a great partner. Um, you know, it's interesting because like in our, we're entering our fourth season. So, I mean, I can speak for these these past three years they just have such a very receptive mindset. You know, like we want to, when we, the Habitat thing I mentioned earlier, I mean, they help stock. Basically what we do with Habitat is we work with their executive director. They provide, you know, they have a family that they're building a house for. We help sponsor the house. Publix filled all the shelves, the fridge, the freezer with all products and like didn't ask for anything from it. They didn't need, we didn't even need to say it was Publix that did it, you know, but that's just, that's what they're like working with. I mean, true to their brand, true to their community and just a great group of people that we're fortunate to work with over there. I I, I, I get get, get a great experience every time time I go to Publix. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, let let me ask you this. Talk a little bit about patience. Obviously, Obviously, uh, you went went to college, college, got got your your MBA. MBA. Uh, You knew you were going to do something great. But talk about the patient aspect of it because you're now the VP, but that didn't happen overnight. What was going on inside you starting from here 
and as you climb. Talk about the patience, the inter internal dialogue that's going in between yourself. Man, I went to college. I got my MBA. Why am I not at the peak of the mountain already? Talk about uh, uh, the patience that it requires ultimately to get to where your goal is trying to get you to. That's so funny. We talked about this the other day. It's like literally incredible. So um, I think dating myself back now, I graduated with my MBA in 2016. So I think when I left, my initial thought is where do I eventually want to go? I think a lot, I don't want to say a lot. I think that the mindset of some right now is short-term gain. So what, where can I go right now that's going to put me in the best position for success? But I think part of the sentence that's missing is where can I go right now that'll put me in the best position for success in the future? Right. right. I can get through the door. Oh, it's funny because I told my class this the other day. You know, I said the most popular position that no one wants to do is an entry-level sales position for a sports mm-hmm. team. It's the most open position. It is, it's a lot, a lot of work. And it's not for everyone to make a hundred. Did we lose you? Phone calls a day and deal with no. Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was like talking. I'm like, what's what's happening? Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll have our producer edit that one. No worries. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think from this standpoint, the, the, the job itself, like to be an entry-level sports, uh, especially in sales, it's very high call volume. It's very high outreach and it's very high rejection. And so mm-hmm. say patience, you know, it's not only patience for what could happen. It's just patience day to day. I have a team right now. They're very young and they're extremely composed. They're very calm, especially during this time, but even prior, you know, it's just not easy to get rejection all day. Yeah, right. It's not fun job. Exactly. And it's not. And I think there are silver linings, right? So to get a two, we'll say a two to 5% yes rate, that's a high number depending on how many outreaches you're doing. But more than that, it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. So if I can get this group in, I'll, I'll give you a random story to kind of help parlay this. So I had um, a, a school music teacher I was working with and um, I had called her last year and I said, hey, like, we'd love to have your group out. Like, is there a big musical you're working on? She's like, oh, we're working on Madagascar, right? And it's just elementary school kids. And I'm like, oh, let's right. have you guys out at the game, right? Yeah. And let's get you there and let, let's let's make it fun. Let's make it entertaining. So they did a teaser full Madagascar musical at halftime of our game. And it was like, I think they brought 300 people that uh, came to see it, which was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the game, had two tickets to go to watch the Madagascar play at the elementary school. So I brought my wife a little odd, right? Like we don't have a kid in the play or know anyone. Yeah. Like, all right, let's go. And uh, we wound up going and watching it. We took a picture with with the group after, and it was a lot of fun. And you kind of step back, and it takes away all that like negativity or energy, right? Because sure. at that moment, you're like, wow, like yeah, it was a lot to work through, but here's what com- com- you know comes from it. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. tried to just apply that in my my whole work profession. There's a lot of things that people can get frustrated about or, or stressed about or overwhelmed about, but you know, there's 
also this, you know, some people it's a fraction, some people it's big, whatever it may be. There's this just pile of things that happen that really make you appreciate what you're doing. And Absolutely. so when I started with the organization, that was kind of my mindset. Like, let me take advantage of these positive things that we can continue to build upon. When I got promoted to ticket sales manager, it was the same thought process. Like, let's make some really meaningful, impactful stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, same thing in this new <laughs> Just do that. And then if, if that runs out, then it's time to move on and do something new. But that's definitely the patience, I, I would say. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. So with you working through all of these positions, entry level, corporate, um, a ticket sales manager through vice president, kind of tell our listeners how their experience will be if they book a or come to the magic schemes. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I Let's think, go. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's going to be awesome. I, I mean, just to kind of paint a picture it, you, from start to finish, it is such a great value product. Like you really get what you pay for and more. I mean, if you have a son or daughter that does karate, they like singing, they, whatever it may be. We've had groups come out and do the anthem, a halftime performance, a band comes out and does music as people are walking in. We've had nonprofits do fundraisers. We've had businesses do like pregame receptions. We have um, corporate premium suites and seats that people can sit in. So, I mean, just everything you could think of. Um, That's what- but I, I think from, a, from an entertainment value side, it's we lost you again. Yeah. Yeah, you're back again. Sorry, I don't know what's happening if it's me or not. I don't know if it's my yeah, it's technology. Sorry. <laughs> it, um, it, it tough. It <laughs> right happens. in my elevator pitch. It's, um, it's, I, <laughs> I, I would say I'll I'll shorten it up. But I, I would say, you know. We have so many experiences that apply to so many different groups. So whether it's like a school group, a church group, we have theme games. So whether it's like um, we did a mental health awareness night to raise awareness for Peace River Center. We've wow. done, yeah, we've done like our mascot's birthday and we have like a bunch of different birthday activities going on. I mean, there's a night for everyone and there's a reason to come out, but you just have to try it. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I would say. And it's, it's not... I know right now times are tough, but in the future, when we're able to host people and we can do some of these things, it's going to be a lot of fun to do. Um, and I'm happy to, to share, you know, specific examples. If anybody has questions on how their group could come out, I'm, I'm happy to walk through that. Absolutely. And we'll definitely connect you with uh, some amazing people. Ryan, uh, what inspires you? Uh, what, uh, what, makes you get up in the morning and say, you know mm-hmm. what? I, we love your energy. Everyone can sense it. You have a great energy. You have the right mindset. What inspires you to wake up in the morning despite of COVID, right? That can, yep. that can cause a person to pull the covers and say, I'm mm-hmm. not getting Depression. out of the house today. <laughs> yeah. What inspires you uh, to be your best self and to keep pushing? That's a great question. Uh, I would say, so my mom and dad live in Lakeland. So they've moved down, they've brought the dogs down and my sister's down here. So, I mean, my family definitely, you know, to have them as a support system nearby is awesome. I have an incredibly amazing wife. So to have her in my life and to continue to push me to do more things and to be the best version of me I can be, I think is, those are the two things right away. 
Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the puppy. <laughs> and um, the puppy was listening. I was, and ultimately, what I'm hearing you say is the, the recording. What I'm hearing you say is you take your goal, you break it down into small manageable pieces, right? Because a big goal can become overwhelming. It creates anxiety and ultimately puts you into analysis paralysis where you do nothing. But if you take it and you break it down, okay, what can I do this week? Or what can I accomplish this week? Just the one thing, you'll find that you're more productive uh, within a month, within a week, a year, and, and so on and so forth. Exactly. That was, thank you for exactly. sharing. Yeah. It's, I had a talk with a sorority the other day. They're doing a fundraiser and they're doing it virtually. And they're like, you know, it's, it's a pretty straightforward fundraiser. We want $50 uh, a girl and we want to raise $2,000. And my first thing I said to this person organizing it is, well, how are you sharing it with them? Like, how are you telling them they're going to get $2,000? And I, there's a classic video Simon Sinek has that's like my go-to and it's start with why. Like, don't start with what, start with why. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at their presentation, you just had to morph it a little bit, but you know, hey guys, we're doing this fundraiser. Here's why we're doing it. It's benefiting Heartland for children. And here's a little bit about Heartland. So here's what you are doing as an individual. Yeah. And I think their goal, you break down by week or by day. Like, yeah, 2000, did you know you only have to raise $3 a day? And mm. you're done, right? <laughs> so they start thinking like $3 a day, that's nothing, right? And right. so right. manageable. So yeah, that's exactly what it boils down to is make it manageable, make it realistic, smart goals, but also don't make it seem so daunting make it seem achievable. Sure. I like the smart concept. We actually <laughs> use that in our business as well. Oh yeah, so, you have to. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you kind of like a fun question. We've seen yeah, all absolutely. the billboards around town and uh, of the Lakeland Magic. And we want to ask you, if you could have your own billboard, what would it say and why? Wow. That is, that is a fun question. <laughs> Ryan, it's all on you now. Yeah. That's a lot of power right there. That's a lot of power. Um, Man, wow, that, that one caught me off guard. I, I would say, I, I mean, for me, I'm just so, I want to meet new people, but I, I really want to figure out like impactful things that we can do in the community. So it's almost like, I, I, I'm envisioning something that says like, let's make a difference. And it's like me, my wife, the I mean, the puppy, that's that's going to be the attention grabber. Absolutely. Um, and then I probably have in kind of a facade to the right of the billboard, something to do with like a city background or some different like nonprofit leaders or recognizable leaders in the community. And then maybe a tagline with a number or an email or something like that. And, and, okay, and to kind of build the connections, right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it that's seems really to you, question. anyone listening to you, can see that relationships are at the heart of everything you do. Mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning of the show to this to this point, you're always thinking about others. How can I build a relationship? How can I reach out and make a difference? How can I uh, uh, do something that will impact others in a positive light? Uh, it certainly seems that that's your heart speaking out. With that said, if you can have one superpower, Ryan, and choose wisely. With great power Oof. comes great responsibility. What would your superpower be? Man, that is a, another good one. Um, I'm going to start using these for some interview questions. <laughs> <laughs> these are good. The billboard one, I've never heard that before. I like that. 
Um, if I had any superpower, I, I would probably say, <sighs> see, like part of me is saying I'd like to be able to read people's minds. That's um, mine. Yeah, because I, I just oh no, I'm in trouble. Times, I'm in yeah, trouble. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of times. Where's uh, the tinfoil when you need it? Yeah, I know we need something to cover. Um, yeah, it, it, I think that's mine, and and it's not maybe because in the virtual world it's even tougher. You know, like you could tell for me, I don't know why my computer freezes so much, but like <laughs> the standpoint of you lose like. A body non nonverbal communication is so much of our conversation sure. that it's insane. And I think in the virtual landscape, you like you lose it, right? Like you you lose a lot of what's happening. Um, I it was interesting. I, I had a I'd say a week where we did different meetings, and I would take notes on just body contact. So I would go with the salesperson. And I would just take notes as the conversation went on how the other person was reacting to stuff. And we would use it and we would say, look, here's kind of the different things that were happening during your conversation. And if you could read someone's mind, you don't have to worry about that, right? Like I goes not have to do that in-depth analysis. So I think that would be mine just to kind of get a full transparent, all right, here's where you're at. Good. Now I know what to do. Is there a performance that really inspired you um, in you know, the games, I guess, maybe like halftime with, was it Swish, you guys, uh, mascot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's crazy. There, um, <laughs> the, yeah, I mean, there's a couple that, that I could think of off the bat that are definitely like, if you saw it, it's inspiring. We do um, a Hoopsburg Cure Night. And so we did last year, Aaron Hayes on our staff did an amazing job setting this up. Uh, basically a cancer survivor walk around the court. Um, and everyone holds a sign like, you know, here's who I play for. And yeah. I mean, everyone has That's it filled out. Yeah. So, so I think that one really hits home uh, just because you realize how many people are impacted, you know, through cancer, or just knowing somebody. Uh, right. So that, that's a pretty meaningful one. I would think as a, as a fun one or, a, you know, something that's a little more lighthearted. I think uh, we have our mascot try to do like no look behind the back half court shots and they're right. very very close it's inc- actually incredible when you think about it but <laughs> he's, he's oh definitely yeah definitely it's it's insane like you know a lot of people don't realize it but we're on a game day you know if we have like a, a saturday night game i mean we're there by 12 because we have to set everything up so i mean we go through our staff we set up like the building will set up the chairs and all that stuff but anything that we are doing like we have to go set all of it up so it, it takes a lot on a game day but yeah, I, definitely the mascot. So he gets his practice center early in the day. <laughs> Ryan, let, let me ask you a question. Let's, let's, let's kind of look at the future a little bit. Yeah. Imagine, Imagine right now you're eight, eight years, of, years of age. You're, you're sitting, sitting in a rocking chair. What, what would you have wished you accomplished in your life, both personally and business? I would say from – that's another good question. I, I would say from a – Personal side, um, I would love to start a family. Obviously, that's a big one. Um, so I think I think to have a family and to watch my kids grow at that point would, would kind of be the number one thing for me just in the spot I'm in right now, trying to forecast. From a professional side, 
what I'm doing now, I really enjoy. I like, I like having a team of people like that we can work together. I can help mentor and, and we can shape some lives. So anything along that realm, I, I think in the bigger, the bigger goal, I would love to be kind of a, a president, you know, to some capacity of a team. And, and the one other note to that, I would mention the one thing that really attracted me to Lakeland magic was it was ground up, you know, it was just starting brand new. So the opportunity to, to stay in that type of scope and field, I think I would really enjoy it because yeah, yeah. um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's stressful, but it's a lot of fun at the same time. Right. Definitely. And you get a chance to know how it was like in the beginning, how it was blossom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, sorry. I was going to say, you know, I compare it to, I mean, in Lakeland, think of how many new restaurants have opened up, right? Like just in the exactly. past years or so. And there's always this like allure, right? They're slammed the first week they're open, the first month they're open. And then they steadily just, you know, they get business throughout. But I think there's an allure to being new in the market. And so to be a part of that process, you only get to do it once. Like you only get mm-hmm. to establish it once and build it up. So I just think there's, there's a fascination with that. And I think the market automatically is fascinated with it. So yeah. it's just a right. cool process. It's all about growth. And if your wife is watching this, then she knows that she's going to be growing pretty soon too. <laughs> yes, I know. We, it's funny because we, we're trying, you know, just personally to be our, the best versions of ourselves. And I think the one thing I would note, you mentioned about what I would say at 80. I think from a personal side, I have figured out work-life balance. That would be the big one. I, I, when I first started, my first date with my wife was my first day with the Lakeland Magic. As crazy as that. Yeah. So it was the first date we went on was the same day as the first day I was with the Lakeland Magic. So it's a very easy day to remember, April 17, 2017. So it's that's not very difficult to remember. Mm -hmm. But um it was interesting because in my first year, I think there were a lot of nights that I worked very, very long hours because you're just trying to get everything up and running, right? And I wasn't on the executive leadership team by any stretch, but there were a lot of stuff that we had to do as a unit. Um, there's a lot of weekends that you give up. There's a lot of mm-hmm. weekend nights you give up and it's, you get in what you put out of it, but there's also like, you have to know when to shut it off, right? Like you have to know when you say, all right, like my phone is going upside down and we're just going to grab dinner. <laughs> and and right. I, that is such a challenge yeah. um, because also when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. So, mm-hmm. so it is kind of a constraint. So yeah, definitely. As we grow, that's that's identified as the big thing I have to work on. Right. Uh, right, right now, say to the, the listeners that are listening where the podcast is going, let the people know why they should be getting in line to get the magic things, how they can connect with you, how they can connect with the organization. Now, this is your time. Yeah, definitely. So. Right now, I'm sure you guys saw, but the NBA announced they're coming back December 22nd, which we're all excited about um, just to continue to watch basketball. And I've enjoyed football going on now. Um, I'm excited for hockey, as I mentioned. So every sport, just come back as soon as you can. Right. Uh, with us, we still don't have a decision from our NBA G League. We're hoping one comes out soon um, that, that we'll be able to share with people. Again, we're not really sure what it, what it may be. Uh, but our hope is to operate back at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland and have people back at the games. Um, for information, we are doing a lot of stuff right now that I can speak on. Um, so one of the things that we do every year is we do a 5k. We're currently doing it virtual. 
excuse me, virtually in the first week of December. Um, so if you go to the lakelandmagic.com website, you can access the virtual 5K from there. The second thing we're doing, and this one's coming to an end very quick, but we're doing a virtual sellout and it benefits Kids Pack, uh, One More Child in Feeding Tampa Bay. All the proceeds go over there and you get a ticket to a Lake Magic game. So it's, it's a great, great nonprofit initiative that we're trying to do right now. So those are the things that we have active amongst some other stuff we planned. Uh, but definitely for next year, if, if anyone wants to reach out to me, um, all my contact info is on the website, um, but it's just rbuckley at lakeonmagic.com and be happy to, to answer any questions, you know, about the team, myself or, or anything else. Good. I know that when I used to attend the games, I used to sit courtside and that's how I know about tuition and everything. The experience yep. was actually great. So I do hope that, you know, when all this COVID stuff goes away, that the, the seats are filled like, you know, like they were before. Same. I want, yes. I want to ask you, what's something that people seem to misunderstand about you? Wow. That's a very good question. I, I man, who's, who's asking me? <laughs> I, I would say, um, you know, I, I'll tell you one, it's kind of random. I'm not very good at texting. Like I'm, I'm just terrible at texting because I, I like to call people. And so I- To make the connection. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. and I think that's just like part of who I am. Like I, I'm, I struggle with sitting there texting people. Right now I have 20 unread text messages and it's and not- Exactly, like you just <laughs> interpret tone, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I call someone, it allows for further conversation. You know, so you texted me about um, helping out your sorority. But if I call you and find out, oh, your sorority wants to come out to a game, I wouldn't have known that if I just answered your text. Yeah. So I feel like you uncover more stuff, but I think it gets interpreted as, oh, you're ignoring me. Yeah. Right. And it's, that's not the case. I'm, I'm, I want to call and I don't, you're, you're not, not important, but I also have to just get better at texting. So that's, yeah. Just, like, and the that's in my business, I call, I talk, I talk on the phone quite a bit. bit. And sometimes, and sometimes I call a person and they immediately text me and say, I can't talk, text me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's tough. It's just so tough. And, I, and it's like the part of the world we live in right now is people want stuff answered immediately. No. Right? Right. Want stuff right away. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, we ordered on Amazon the other day for Black Friday because um, they're doing it now. Like you can just order way in advance. And we ordered some stuff. It was supposed to get here like November 27th. Half of it's already here. You know, so there's just like this mindset of like, if I order it, it's going to come. If I text, mm -hmm. it's right back. If, and that's just not how I am. I like to make sure it's intentional that I have a conversation with you and we go from there. That's so. fantastic. That's a All terrific right. concept. What, uh, is there anything on your heart? Uh, that you want to share, whether with an entrepreneur, whether uh, to the listener, uh, some life lesson that you've learned that has assisted you on becoming uh, who you are today. Uh, share that now with, with our listeners. Yeah, I, um, I, when I was younger in high school, I played soccer growing up. Um, I just, I love that sport. I think it's the, the perfect example of life of being patient and, and, you know, some people struggle with watching soccer, right? They're like, this game loves soccer. soccer. There's not enough happening, but I love it. I think that's what makes it great is the patience you have to have an appreciation when something doesn't go your way. Like it could be the most beautiful play and you're only playing for a goal. 
right? Like you're not playing for a sure. touchdown over and over. So I played soccer growing up. I had a, a bad injury um, in my junior year to senior year of high school. And I had to get facial reconstructive surgery and it was a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out for like seven months. I was fortunate enough to, to finish up high school soccer uh, my senior year, obviously. So that, that meant a lot. But it was interesting because during that injury and being at there was a lot, not that I took for granted, I would say, but there was a lot that I probably just didn't appreciate, sure. right? So like my summer, entering my senior year, I was on a couch the whole summer. Like I didn't get to go to the beach. Uh-huh. I didn't really do any of that stuff. I, it's sad at the time. Now it is what it is. But <laughs> it, it, like I ate for a, probably two months. No joke. Amazon just came to the door, by the way. <laughs> for two Amazon's months, good. It's, they, heard, they heard me talking. They're like, oh, you're missing half your packages? Um, for, that's incredible. For, for two months, I ate processed manwich that wow. my mom would make for me and I'd eat. And, you know, again, like, right, like I've never really paid attention to what my mom had done growing up, but she did a lot. Uh, my dad was always traveling. So to see him working at home was interesting and see how much he does. I had friends that would come over that I was kind of friends with that just dropped off, get well cards and brought. And so like, it kind of took a step back and I had to ask a lot of people for help. Like, mm-hmm. can you drive me here? Can I go do this? Can you help me do this? Like I wasn't a hundred percent. So I was like the fragile guy, you know, yeah. where went. And so I had to have a lot of people help me. And I think going through that experience, it helped me in the future to ask for help because sure. mm-hmm. going through that, it's like, I never, I think a lot of times people try to put weight on themselves because they feel like they're a burden or an inconvenience at times. And I, like, I was forced out of that way of thinking. And so if others can kind of try to push through that, I think it makes it a lot easier to be successful. Sure. And one other note to that, you know, at teaching a college class now, I kind of see it even more because I just remember being in college when you had a professor who said, does anyone have any questions? And no one's hand goes up, right? <laughs> so the minute you leave that classroom, no one understood that talking. Yeah. Like right. no one knew, right? And you would sit there and be like, I don't get this. Like what right. happened, right? And you'd sit, you try and think about it. Like think of the extra work you're putting on yourself when you wow. literally can email or just ask that person, hey, like, can you explain this more? And that concept still exists today because when I say, does anybody have any questions and not a hand goes up, I know looking at them, like guys, I'm not, one of you doesn't understand this. And uh, I think in life, it's so easy to spot, right? Like we can all sit here. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Why didn't anybody do that? But think of how many times in life you're doing something where you don't ask for help. Sure. And I think from an entrepreneurial side, that to me is like one of the most crucial things. There's a yeah. community and people that will definitely support you. And you just have to be willing to ask for guidance and assistance. And it's not a burden on people. It's, it's just a way. Absolutely. Yes. We love that. Absolutely. Ryan. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here with, with us. Thank uh, you. Please collect, uh, connect with Ryan. As you can see, his heart is about people. Uh, his heart is about relationships. relationships. We thank you for what you're doing in the community. Uh, we wish you many, many more years of success with the Lakeland Magics. If there's any way we can support you, know that you certainly have a friend in us as well. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Absolutely. Same to you both. Thank you both again for your time having me on. Yes. I appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Hey, podcast fans. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Evolve into Power. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to get updates for future episodes. We'll see you next time.